What's up, you data-hungry Amazon sellers? This is your host, Tommy Berenger of the Sell, Rank, Win podcast for Merchant Words. And in this podcast, we give you the answers to your most burning questions, actionable insights that you can take away and implement into your business today. So let's go ahead and dive right into today's episode. What do you say? Let's go. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining the podcast here, episode six. I have a very, very, very special guest on. I'm so excited to have her on. She is uh, one of our hardcore power users on Merchant Words. Um, she actually broke one of our uh, tools called the Digital Shelf Report. I think she broke it in like 24, 48 hours. But breaking stuff um, is good in a SaaS company because that knows we need to improve and do better, which we are doing. We're taking her feedback into account and making this tool better better for her and for all of the other power users out there. So just to give you guys a little bit of background on our guest uh, before we bring her on, she started out in retail arbitrage and then successfully pivoted over to the private label model, the FBA model on Amazon, uh, very successfully without skipping a beat and has created a big brand in her space um, and is doing it very, very well. Um, so without further ado, I bring you guys Jing Gao. Jing, how are you today? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm very good. I'm very good. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast and talking shop with us. I really appreciate that. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, absolutely. So excited to have you on. Uh, so it, Jing, tell us a bit about yourself. What were you doing before you got into selling on Amazon? Um, and what, you know, how, how did you get into retail arbitrage to start, to start out and then go into the private label model? You know, what piqued your interest there to get started on Amazon? Um, so before Amazon, I was an accountant, um, well, mostly, uh, doing receiving AR account receivable. And that's so long ago. That was my first fresh out of college experience. And then I was helping my previous boss was his Amazon business. And I was selling a lot of designer handbags on eBay, um, just buying them retail, selling them retail. Hence why I started with RA. Um, and I was helping him. I was helping him upload spreadsheets. I was seeing his sales on Amazon. And I realized Amazon is the next marketplace to be on. So I'm like, hey, mm -hmm. why don't I try this myself? So I started doing it on the side, and then I started seeing sales just pouring in to the point where I couldn't work a full-time job anymore. So I bid my farewell with them, and I started my own business on Amazon doing RA for a good two years. Um, so that really brought a lot of good revenue, gave me a lot of experience until things didn't go so well anymore. So. Before, when I was doing RA, I didn't know about the whole Amazon community existed online. I was doing everything on my own. I realized that I was getting a lot of customer complaints because, number one, products weren't packaged the same way. They were fresh out of the factory. Um, so people are complaining, hey, it doesn't look real, even mm -hmm. though I was able to provide gift receipts and all of that. So that, you know, initiated a lot of inauthentic claims. And you, we will, everyone knows what happens when you don't deal with it. Amazon shut you down. Yep. So <laughs> Amazon shut me down in the year of 2016 at the time that I had entered escrow of a warehouse near um, Southern California. And I said to myself, hey, um, I need to go meet someone. I need to go meet someone who can help me. So I went to a conference and I met a 
bunch of really amazing sellers, to which they recommended friends who could help me get reinstated back on Amazon. And after that, I just started realizing the challenges that people face with RA retail arbitrage on high-end products. You're so prone to inauthentic claims. And I thought, you know, I have good taste somewhat good taste in products. Why don't I launch my own line? And that's when things got started. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, Amazon will, will shut you down for any little given reason, right? But it's always, it's such a good uh, platform to sell on. Um, and especially going from the RA into private label, you know, I think there's always much more room for um, margins there as well. Um, and it's it's really good because Amazon does everything for you there on that private label, label model. Um, so what, what other than just getting shut down, which is horrible, what other hurdles did you face uh, switching over from RA to uh, to private label. Um, oh, so many. <laughs> it's it's a big yeah. move of pivoting. Um, at the time where when I switched over, I had already had a small warehouse in California. Um, well, I didn't own. I you know at least a place it was about three thousand square feet. I had four or five employees. All of a sudden, you're going from packaging handbags to packaging something completely different, mm-hmm. and everyone had to shift their mindset of packaging one, two of the different kinds of products into fifty hundreds of the same pieces. So that was a major management change for everyone. So people had to get used to it. And in addition to that, I was doing RA. Um, not very conventional way. I basically went to the store and I thought, hey, I like this person. I'm going to get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, never scanned. So I had to learn the whole sales rank system, what that meant. Had to learn the FBA system. So the research phase was really challenging. But that laid down such a solid foundation for me to understand how keywords perform, how advertisings work. Um, that was a good move for me. Yeah, it just sounds like you just grab the bull by the horns and go into. You're like, let's go. It just sounds like a good thing to do. Let's go. I'll figure out the rest later, right? <laughs> sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, awesome, awesome. Um, so where where do you source from mainly right now with your products? Right now with my products, I source mainly from China. All of my, um, I want to say, thirteen to fourteen suppliers right now are all located throughout China. Okay, awesome. And how's that going right now? Um, getting getting products over. Do you see any other higher tariffs? Because I'm um, some other sellers t- are telling me that they're seeing uh, higher tariffs now than normal. You know what? I am actually working on that at this this moment exactly. Um, I I am seeing higher tariffs. This past container, which just arrived, and it's going to go into my warehouse tomorrow morning. Um, I am still negotiating with my broker to figure out exactly why has there been any policy changes. But overall, the easiness of working with suppliers in China has not changed. It was more challenging during the past few months when China was shut down for Chinese New Year and then COVID and the importing was an issue and there was a fluctuation of sales online. It was just all over the board, crazies going on. But yeah. ever since things stabilized, it's been a lot easier. Good, good. Yeah, I forgot to mention in the beginning that you are helping sellers out now. You just started creating a service business to uh, to help these sellers out to source from China and and uh, do all those things that people don't even want to do. You know, such as creating shipping plans, making sure that the logistics are correct, um, making sure 
that the price, uh, you know, per kilo or, or um, I forgot what it's called per um, uh, dimensional weight and all that stuff is down. You told me that you just started out a service uh, doing that. Why don't you tell us a bit about that service and uh, how you can help sellers and bigger brands outsource and um, get products into the Amazon warehouses? Sure, sure. Um, so very recently, uh, because of COVID, it got me thinking. There's so much hurdles that you have to get through as a seller to start selling on Amazon or bigger sellers to find better suppliers overseas. Um, so that's where we come in with outsourced prep and outsourced import is to help sellers or brands alike to find a good supplier. I personally spent two months in China going from factory to factories to visit them to the point where one of the taxi drivers said to me, hey, you know, you need to figure out a way to get back, right? Because I only drop you off near the factories, but there's no bus, there's no taxi. You're on your own now there. Um, so going to places in China was really fun, meeting the factories and really getting to understand how they work culturally and as a business entity was very interesting. That's where we come in. Uh, with experience, expertise, we will help you find the right supplier, um, from finding the supplier, making deals, all the way to helping you prep in our California warehouse. Awesome. I think I might have to use you guys for some of my products actually then. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah. We're Welcome. Gonna, we're going to get those 1688 prices, right? Maybe? Yeah. All right. If not better. <laughs> if not better. I love hearing that. Okay, perfect. And talking about 1688, that's a whole nother podcast. But if you guys have yeah. time, check it out, 1688.com. Uh, but other than that, you know, uh, Jane can help you out with all of that. Cause that website's pretty hard to navigate. Um, <laughs> so Jing, as a major brand owner on Amazon yourself, how important have, have you found it to be, to be a branded force on Amazon these days? Cause you switched over from RA into the private label model. And I mean, how do you see right now on the Amazon landscape, how important it is to be a brand on Amazon right now? Um, so like, you know, we talked about and you mentioned before, I am the type that is go big or go home. Um, so from day one, I said, if I wanted to private, I wanted to do private label, I wanted to do it right. So when I first started, I got my business established. I applied for a trademark. I got my trademark license number, everything before I even started selling a product on Amazon. Um, I think it's so important that you do that. I think it's it's such a game changer. Because once you start selling the same products under the same brand, people build brand loyalty and they start coming back to you for any occasions and they start recommending to you because building a well-rounded brand is a good way of showing your expertise. It's a good way of showing how professional you are. It actually enhances customer experience. Yes, absolutely. And in segueing into that, are you running any sponsored uh, branded ads or display ads? Is that helping your brand? Do you see that being a success, a successful part of your business? We are running Amazon sponsored brands ads. As far as display ads, we are going very light on that because display ads are still fairly new to some users. Um, every time something new comes to the market, we just want to be cautious about it. That's just the way we operate. And with sponsored brands, I find it really useful to really establish three, four products that's related to a certain keyword right on top, right there. Um, it's a good way of using advertising. And not to mention, we love sponsored products. <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and what sponsored uh, brand ads are, if you guys don't know, it's that headline, they used to call it headline search ads. Um, 
Uh, and it's at the top of the page on Amazon when you see a brand with their logo and then they have three products. That's what I, uh, we're talking about when we say sponsored brand ads. It's, you know, uh, you got prime position on the uh, on the page, on the search page there right at the top. And, you know, I su- really suggest you guys go out and, and uh, utilize those ads if you haven't. Yeah. And on the display ads, Jing, actually on my products, I've been seeing some pretty good um, ACOS on there and some pretty good sales. So um, for me, it's been working. You know, for some people, maybe not so much, but, you know, if you just test it out, try it at a low bid, you know, and just continue with it and it should should prevail, hopefully positive for you. Um, that's what I've been seeing, though. But of course, it depends on on everyone's market for sure. Um, yeah, how do you agree? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so, Jing, at the end of every podcast, so we're going to wrap it up here. We like to keep our, our podcast short and sweet and to the point, give our users value bomb after value bomb as you have been doing. Um, we want to give them a special, special value add here right at the end. So is there a pro uh, Amazon brand owner tip or just a pro seller tip in general that you can give our listeners that they can take away today? Sure. Um, I see this in a lot of private label sellers is maintaining your listing. Um, but maintaining, I don't mean you just create it once and forget about it. You want to constantly come back every month, every other week. You want to look at the keywords that you're targeting and tie into your ads performance. What new keywords? Going back and fixing that, doing touch-ups, it's such a game changer. Yeah, no, totally agree. Um, do not be complacent. Uh, you know, always look and make sure that you are highly relevant in your ads and inside of your listings. Keep them optimized. Um, and at Merchant Words, we do that. It's called our listing advisor service. I just wanted to give that little plug there. <laughs> uh, so, but Jing, um, regarding your service, outsourceprep.com. Where can people find you if they need help importing from China or importing from overseas, um, that huge pain point that a lot of sellers have, and even finding a really good price and uh, shipping agents, sourcing agents, and all that stuff that you can provide for them um, all in one, you know, um, uh, all in one shot. Where can they reach out to you if they, if they want to get a hold of you for that? Sure. It would be outsourcedimport.com. So it's two different aspects of our business. One's helping with prepping and the other part is helping with import. So outsource prep and outsource import. Outsource. Is it sourced with a D or source just? Uh, source so, with a D. Source with a D. Outsourcedprep.com. Um, and what was the other one? Give it to them again. Outsourced import Outsourcedimport.com. Perfect. So they can go ahead, go to the website and then contact you guys from there. Absolutely. All right. All right, Jing. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, Really, really appreciate you coming on. Always very uh, exciting speaking to a fellow seller, um, a fellow brand owner on Amazon and seeing, you know, what they're doing to get better and get ahead right now currently. And and I want to have you on again and I want to come visit your warehouse um, out here in LA area sometime soon and meet you uh, sometime soon for sure. Awesome. Welcome. Come with it. Thank you. <laughs> we'll, we'll do it. Thank you so much for coming Thank you on. For having me. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. And if you got any value out of this podcast at all, please let us know at the place that you listen to it at, whether it be iTunes, Stitcher, whatever it is. Give us some love. Give us an awesome review and let us know maybe uh, some things you want us to talk about on the next podcast. Until next time, guys, stay awesome and be awesome.